right now. Thank you, Jesus. One of my favorite, I watch, as I know some of you do watch some of the old Because of the Times messages, and one of, the, one of those, they break out into that song, Won't We Have a Time? Won't We Have a Time? Amen. I'm glad to feel what we feel here tonight. Amen. Because I guarantee every one of us have come from something, and we didn't feel this throughout the day. Hopefully you did in your prayer time, or maybe you were listening to some music or something that found a little bit of this, but when we come into the house of the Lord, when we come into His house, in my Father's house, in my Father's house, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, for what we feel tonight. Such a blessing to be able to come into His presence and just feel this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and just praise him again. He's worthy of it. It's all right. He's worthy of it. Thank you, Jesus, for what we feel tonight. Praise God for your presence, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. To so give honor to Pastor and his family tonight. And just one quick reminder that this will be the last Wednesday night of the month. And um, some more information will be going out about the schedule, but that's already been posted. But we'll continue to send that out. But thank you all for being here tonight on this family night. And I just want to get into it uh, real quick here and let the Lord have a time tonight in Jesus' name. I'm going to look at uh, Revelations chapter 22. And verses 1 through 4. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of the street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every, every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servant shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And I want to focus on that in verse 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And the thought for tonight is good and faithful servants, if you can pray with me. Lord, we thank you for what we already feel here tonight, God. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of the glory, God. You're holy and you're righteous and you're true. Your presence, God, is heaven to us. We feel it tonight. We pray that you speak to us tonight. Help us, Lord God. Encourage us, God. Encourage your body. Encourage your church, God. In the name of Jesus, we praise you. We give you thanks and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. Uh, when Pastor asked me to go ahead and, and, and deliver the word tonight, this came to me right away. There was a, a, a variation of this that I, I, that I did give uh, to the youth, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, but he immediately kind of changed it about three hours ago and, and the direction to go tonight. It's similar, but this scripture was nowhere um, in, in the, the, the word that he had given me or placed on my heart, but today uh, he put it there, and I think it's, again, obviously it talks about the tree of life. It talks about the healing of nations, and we know what we are as Tree of Life. We know what God has called and placed on, on this church and the mission that we, we are on. And I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for, for this church. It is, I'm astounded every time I walk in here, I think. And I truly mean that with the people, the love that we feel, the love that we share the generosity, the giving that we've seen, everything that, that this church is, it, it never ceases to amaze me, the great people that we have here. And that's because that's who God, God has brought us here. God has brought the people that are here, here. It's our pastor. It starts with our pastor that he's placed. 
but, but it's truly, it's the people that God has brought. And we can sit here and I can, I can, every one of us can think of the path that we took to get to tree life. And, and I'm sure it's different for each and every one of us. Some of us have been here for years and years and years and others a short time. Whatever the case, God has called you to Tree Alive Church. He has called you and brought you into this place. And, and, and sure, I'm a little biased, but I know what God put on my heart and what God has spoke to me. It, is God is doing something different and special here at the Tree Alive Church. It's different than what I'm seeing. And I get to go and visit a lot of churches and, and, and spend some time with them. And, and I'm not saying that there's anything right or wrong or better or worse about those. But what God is doing here, I, I've just never seen. Somehow we've transcended the way it's supposed to be done, so to speak. We've you know, transcended the cultures and everything that goes with what a church should, should be like, the programs, everything that it is. And somehow... God is doing something different and something special here. And I know that everything grows where the river flows. And that's what we're seeing here at Tree of Life Church. And, and he is calling us. And I believe this. God, Jesus, when God walked here on the, on the earth, in the flesh, and he chose those 12 men, there was a lot of people following him. There was a lot of people serving him and, and, and wanting to be uh, one of those chosen few, but he chose 12. And even inside of that 12, he took a few more and brought them even closer. And I truly believe tonight, I don't believe it, I know it because God has put it on my heart. And what he spoke to me today is that God has called Tree Alive Church to be that close. God has called Tree Alive Church to be in that proximity to him and do something different in this day and age than that we've ever seen before. Something different than what other churches that we see are doing. And we can see it right now, church. You, you know it. You come here enough, and it's Wednesday night. Thankful for the, the Wednesday night faithful. But you see what's happening here. It's not just me. And, and, it, and it's time for us, with as great as we already are, God is saying it's time to even dig deeper. It's time to even take another step and be that good and faithful servant that I have called my people and my church to be. And that's just what I'm going to talk about tonight because, church, he is calling this church to be a light in this city and in this nation. And it's up to the people here right now to do it. And there's people that have been sitting here for 30, 40 years, and there's people that have been sitting here for three or four weeks. It doesn't matter. God is calling you to do this to spread this gospel and be a light in this city because that's what he's calling us to do. That's what his will is for his people to do is spread this word and be this light. And there's some people right now that I know that, that are slumbering and it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up because there's no more time. The sirens have sounded. The alarms have gone off. I'm thankful for Bishop Buller and the messages that I heard growing up. They were sounding the alarm. The sirens were going off back then, the old because of the time messages. The sirens were sounding. They've already gone off. I, I remember leaving here, I think, in the spring when there was a severe storm going on. I think there was some tornado warnings or watches going on. The sirens started going off, and I was like, whew, I better, I better get out of here and get home. As a matter of fact, I think there was a softball game that night, and I was thinking, well, hopefully that gets canceled. But... Either way, I was like, you know what, I need to go ahead and get out of here and get home. The sirens stopped. And, and the point is, after they stopped, that's when the, the weather rolled in. The weather wasn't bad when they were going off. The weather got bad after the sirens sounded and after the alarms went off. And as I was driving home, I saw the sky and the clouds opening up and getting worse and worse. And I thought, I better get home. And actually, I got home as fast as I could. And I remember looking in kind of the rear view mirror and just seeing it come up the hill that I was going up, the dark clouds and the ominous weather. The wind was blowing. I could see. I was like, I don't know. Am I going to make it here, Lord? Do I need to pull over and, and, and duck in a, a, some kind of a, a, under a bridge or something? I didn't know. But I got home, and, and it hit even more. My mother-in-law and my family were there. And I said, hey, go to, I called and said, go to the basement now. And the point is, that all happened 
the sirens were going off when I was here. And after I left, it got worse and worse. God has already sounded those alarms. Preachers and evangelists have sounded those alarms years ago. And now we've hit a point in time where God is saying, it's time. It's time right now to stop playing around. And there's someone that is either gonna, that, that's, that's either backslidden or, or just riding the fence with God that's going to watch or hear this online. And I'm telling you tonight, God is saying it's time to stop. It's time to give your life back to God. It's time to come back to God because the alarms are done. It's all over. He's coming back. And he's coming back soon, and he's looking for good and faithful servants to be the ones to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay in this. Because once that, the sirens go and that starts to roll in, things get chaotic. That's when things get chaotic. And I can think right now, we're a good and faithful Wednesday night crowd. But the truth of the matter is, I can think back five years or ten years at some of those good and faithful people that were here every Wednesday night, and they're not here anymore. I'm just saying it like it is. And I don't know how many of us will be here in, as long as the Lord tarries in five or ten years, whatever it may be. We may be looking back and saying, what happened? Where did they go? There's no more time. The alarms have sounded. And I'm completely off script right now. I'm just speaking from the heart and telling you what God is putting on my mind and my heart right now. And that it is time. Good and faithful servants dig in because it's getting chaotic. I don't know why people have left, why they've come back, whatever's going on, but we're seeing it. The separation has started. If you don't think so, look around. The separation has started. It started because those alarms went off years ago and people that I never thought would walk away or not be in church are gone. And some people that we never thought would be in church are in church and serving God. And being faithful. Amen. So I'm here to say the alarm has sounded. And things are getting chaotic. And it's, it's easy in this culture and in this world to get swept up in it. Because it's moving so fast. It's moving so fast with social media and, and, and media itself and, and, and news and everything that's going on. I mean, we can look back at just roughly 20 years ago or whatever it was, and when the Columbine shooting and massacre happened, man, the, I stopped in my tracks. I was like, what is happening? What is going on? I honestly, I don't even know if I can tell you the last public shooting that happened because it's coming so much, so fast, and so furious. And then you can think back before that, things that have happened. I, I remember I was young when the Challenger uh, exploded. And then you can go back even further when JFK, before I was born, was, was shot and killed and how those things were imprinted in, in culture and, and in our minds and in people's minds and, and, they, and they were part of history for such a long time. Now things are happening, happening at such a pace that we can't even keep up with it. It's, it's daily and it's consistently happening and things are chaotic. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. The enemy wants chaos. He wants confusion. And then that's when we're going to buy into those things that pastor preached about the other night. Where somebody's going to buy into a false doctrine. Somebody's going to buy into this, this thing that, oh, this Bible's not for today. This is, the, the, this is for them back then. People are going to start buying into things that are, that are lies. Buying into the confusion of the enemy. Because it says even the elect, even the most elect, can be deceived. And it's happening right now. And God is saying, I got something better for Tree of Life Church. And I'm telling you right now, the people that are sitting here right now, you've been called here for a reason. You've been brought here for a reason. And for this time, and for this season, and for this moment, and God is wanting us to get rooted deep, to get rooted deep. Because when that chaos comes, when that, sound, when that storm is blowing through after the alarm has been sounded, it's going to take somebody that's deeply rooted to say, I'm digging in, and I'm staying here, and I'm not giving up. I'm fighting for my family. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord, and I'm going to stay where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going to be rooted and grounded in this word. That's what God is calling us to be. He's looking for good and faithful servants. Good and faithful servants is who he's out looking for. He's saying, I, 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 there's been a lot of servants out there. 
There's been a lot that I've been able to try to trust, but I couldn't trust them. I'm looking for the good and the faithful servants, the ones that I'm going to be able to say, okay, I can trust you to go out and talk to the people that I'm calling on. Because right now, God is stirring hearts of people out in the world right now. We can sit here and think, oh, God's, I, I, I've prayed for them, I've talked to them, and they're not listening. You don't know that they're not listening. I can speak personally about that. Brother Andy Gallimore, I remember around 2001, 2002, something like that, working with him. God, I was out of church, completely away from God, living for the world, lost completely, but fighting, struggling, fighting and struggling, fighting and struggling to find my way back to God. Because the sin was fun for a season, but there were several years of utter agony and me saying, this isn't it. But the enemy lied and lied and lied and caused me to believe, okay, this is now, this is your lot in life now. You, God doesn't want you back. But I knew better. Something inside of me knew better. And I remember Brother Andy telling me at work, we worked together, saying, you need to come to church. You need to come to church. You know some of the people there, they'll, they'll, they'll love you and receive you. And I kept thinking, I know, I know. But I'm something, I wasn't ready or whatever it was. But the point is, God was stirring my heart. And when it was time to come back, I remembered those words that Andy said to me. I remember the words of him saying, come back. You're going to be loved. You're going to be received. And God has a plan for you. And God has a new life for you if you'll just come back. That way, when, when my heart was stirring for all those years, there was a place that I could go to. And you don't know how many people out there right now, their hearts are stirring. And you're thinking, I'm not going to talk to them, that coworker, that family member, that, that, that longtime friend. I've got friends, they were, they were a few of the guys in my wedding that that's who I was hanging out with at that time. I don't stop praying for them. I don't stop talking to them. I don't stop showing them the light. I remember at first, when I first came back to God and church, thinking, I can't even go around that. And I was young enough back with the Lord that I had to be careful. I did have to be careful. But I remember clearly God saying one night, you cannot cut that relationship off, those relationships off. You have to keep those relationships. Otherwise, what light do they have? So I would go over, watch a football game or whatever with them occasionally. They would be doing exactly what they were always doing. But they saw me not doing it. And then it was like, okay, this is fun. This is great. You've been doing this church thing for six months, whatever it is. So when are you going to, you know, start doing this again? I'm like, I don't know, guys. Do you see this smile on my face? Do you see this joy that I have? It's not because of all those things that you're doing. It's not because of all those things that I was doing. It's because of God. It's because of what God has done inside of me. And the point is, there's people out there right now that are in that place. There are people out there in your life that God has placed in your life saying, continue to be that light. God is stirring their heart. He's pricking their heart. And they may reject you. They may make fun of, any, they may make fun of what you do or believe in, but it doesn't matter. God is stirring their heart. Don't count out God. He knows what he's doing. Let's leave it in God's hands and just go out and be that light. Let's be that good and faithful servant and say, I'm going to go ahead, God, and I'm just going to take that step. And I'm just going to say, okay, whatever you put in, my, in front of me, whatever relationship you put in front of me, I'm going to go ahead and just be a part of it. And, and I'm just going to do because that's what you've called me to do, God. I don't have to be the one that brings them up to the altar and lays hands on them and sees them filled with the Holy Ghost or even baptize them as long as God does it, as long as they get there, as long as they get here, as long as they get in that tank, as long as they go down in Jesus' name. That's what matters. And that's what he's called us to do. He's saying, go ahead, I'm going to put them in your life. They're there. Some of those relationships that we don't even want, we don't even want to be involved in. So that, that person that you're walking, you turn the corner at work and you see him and you're like, oh, and you turn around and you try and go the other way. Or as soon as you come in to the Thanksgiving dinner, it's the first person you see. Or as soon as you, you know, wake up in the morning and go to the gas station, you know, it's that person that, I don't know, cuts in front of you. In the line. Whatever it may be, 
there's an opportunity there. God is always doing something. He's always doing something. I, I, I've shared this before. I remember a day I woke up and was like, Lord, this is gone. I'm going to have the, the best attitude today. Lord, send somebody my way. Send somebody, put, put them in my path today that I can witness to and that I can, that I can just talk to and show you to. And, and, and I remember it was, uh, it was when I worked at a, at, a, at a bank and I was on lunch and I had to run to Rookwood or whatever over there in Norwood Pavilion and, and run into a store. And I got out of the car and I'm walking <clears throat> and out of the corner of my eye, I see, I see him approaching. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. Do you have a dollar? Do you have, you know, my, my, my car's out of gas. Um, we've probably all heard it. And I immediately thought, how quickly can I get out of this situation? And be kind, right? I'm a Christian, so let, let's be kind and, and, and not say, you know, get away from me, go find a job or whatever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best and, and, and be a good Christian here. And I remember I had some cash, and I'm in my pocket messing around saying, okay, get the single out to where that's the only one that I pull out. Just being honest. And, and she, she did it. She approached me and asked for, you know, hey, my, my family's over there. We got to get to the gas station, the whole thing. And I just said, pulled it out. Here's what I got. I'm sorry. You know, have a good day. I hope, I hope it works out for you. And she said, okay, thanks, and moved on. I went about my busy day. It was a Wednesday. And never thought another thing of it. Come here, sit through service, <clears throat> go through everything, felt God, everything. Hey, amen, I come in, I feel the presence of God. to do all the stuff that we just did tonight. Shout, praise, sing, all the good feelings that we just had. Everything that we just felt that Sheik didn't feel earlier that day. And I remember going up, meeting with pastor after service about something. And everybody was gone. I was parked over here. Walked down the hallway, down the steps, and as soon as I hit right out there, right outside the sanctuary, every light was off, nobody else was here. Whew. My day quieted down. It still tears me apart. My day, it was when my day finally got silent. Every, all the chaos, all the thoughts, all the ha I have to get to this, all the I have to do that. All the things that I had to do finally stopped. And right there, God said, I sent you someone. I sent you someone. And her face came to my, to my mind. And I thought, oh, talk about repenting. Talk about hurt. Talk about pain. I remember telling Brother Brian and, and Pastor and, you know, a few other people, I think, and they were all like, ah, We've done it. We've been there. It's okay. But I still feel that pain from, from that, that moment. And I pray because I, I can picture her face right now, and it was, it was, it was bright. <clears throat> and I pray that it really actually was an angel and God was just teaching me a lesson. That's my prayer because I can live with that. It was an angel, but I can also live with the fact that I know God will send somebody else. She will find God, God if God's reaching out for her. But he taught me a lesson that day that it doesn't matter. It's right in front of you. You don't know when to expect it. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what it may be. It doesn't matter. But I'm going to send you someone, especially if you ask me to send you someone. If you're claiming to be what you are, if you're claiming to be this Christian and, and, and come to church and be this light, then I'm going to send you someone, especially when you ask me to. So we have to be ready to be good and faithful servants because a good and faithful servant would have been like that good Samaritan and said, hey, you know what you need more than this dollar? You need, you need the word of God. He's sending us people and he's stirring hearts and we have to be good and faithful servants. What's good? What's, what's good? I, I know God is good all the time. I, I, and, and there's... A ton of scripture, we could be here all night going through, amen, thankfully, God being good. The Bible is full about, of talking about God being good, and I'm thankful for that. But how do I be good? Because I know what the Bible also says about me. It says, we're all sinners and come short of the glory of God. It says, our righteousness is of filthy rags. 
I, I can think of the publican uh, and the Pharisee's prayers. The Pharisee prayed and exalted himself. The publican said, I'm a sinner. And Jesus said, that, that's the prayer, that it, that's the person that I'm going to listen to, not the person that's exalting themselves. So I know, I know I can look at what's good and say, God is good, not me. And if I want to be good, if I want to hear that, well done, good and faithful servant, which is what we want to hear. That's what we're here for. That's what I want to hear. That's what we all, if we're here tonight, if we're serving God, if we're living this life, if we are dedicated to this, then that's what we should want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what we should be living for. So I'm going to say, okay, how do I hear that? What's good? Okay, God, you're good. So I can think about the things that I need to do to be good. And that's going to be coming to this church, serving God, praising God, seeking God, living for God, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Praying, being at an altar, doing all the things that are going to get me closer to him because if he's good and I'm not, then I just need to be as close to him as I can. It says, greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. What's inside of me? God is inside of me. The, the enemy is on the outside. The enemy's in the world. The Holy Ghost is inside of me. And my flesh is what's here in the world. So what am I going to listen to each and every day? I'm going to listen to good or this flesh. So if I want to be good, I've got to submit myself to the Lord. I've got to constantly be seeking him because, like I said, this world is moving fast. Things are moving fast. Culture is moving fast. The minute you wake up, God bless you if you're actually getting into devotion and prayer. Amen. But I don't know how many of us are. And I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands because that would, that would be a scary sight probably. But the truth of the matter is I trust and know that we're thinking of God. But the fact is I know that immediately the challenges that we each face each and every day are going to try to knock us off. The confusion is going to try to knock us off. The enemy is going to try to knock us off. So what is good? I've got to be in God. I've got to say, Lord, I'm going to dedicate each day to you because if you're good then I just need to be in you what do I have to do to take those steps what do I have to do so I've got to be in him but we've got to be faithful we've got to be faithful to hear good and faithful servant we've got to be faithful and there's a number of stories and we're, I'm going to get into some scripture because I have to with what I'm speaking tonight with what I'm sharing tonight because scripture is is the proof of what I'm sharing and there's plenty of places where Jesus, in parables, thankfully, I'm thankful for his parables that he gave us because we can learn so much. He's talking to, to the church in these parables. It's them at that time, but that's us today. We're the church. He's saying, here it is. Here it is to his apostles. Write it down so my church can hear it throughout the ages. And in Matthew 22, 1 through 14, Verse 1, he said, it says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding. And they were not willing to come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatted cattle, are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their own ways, one to his own farm, another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about, about this, his army, or when the king heard about, heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned them up in their city. Then he said to his servants... The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on wedding a wedding garment. So he said to him, friend... How did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot, 
Take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. There's so much in this parable that we could, we could read it and, and, and just learn so many things, especially about the people that we are called to go out and get. But I want to focus on the servant part of it. He didn't distinguish between any servants. He didn't say, here's the hierarchy of servants. I want you to go here and talk to them. I want you to go here and, and, and talk to this person. He just said, the king sent out servants. Spoiler alert, this is, this is heaven. This is, this is God saying, I'm coming back to get my people. You need to go and get them and bring them to this wedding feast. That's what he's saying to go and do. That's what he's telling his servants to go and do. It doesn't, he doesn't say, hey, this is the, this class of servants. You guys go here. This is this class of servants. You guys kind of just stay here and get things ready here. He just said, go. Go and get them. And that's what he's telling us, good and faithful servants to do. And I'm not telling us to go knock on doors. I know that that's not a ministry that I could ever, could ever do. There are some that can do it. Amen, go do it. The, the people standing on the street corner with the bullhorn and the big signs saying you're going to hell. That's not me either. But, you know, and I used to say, you know, is that the best way to do it? Is that, is that actually, are you accomplishing anything or are you just pushing people away? But you know what? God pricked my heart and said, he's telling them. She's telling them. Somebody's telling them, and it could be just enough to stir somebody's heart when they're driving by and they hear, repent, repent, repent. And it may turn 90% of people away, but if it get, or 99%, but if it gets 1%, if it gets one person, then it was effective. So I'm not saying any way, there's any right way to do it or wrong way to do it. That's between you and us and God. But the point is to be a good and faithful servant. He's saying, do this. Help people find me. Whatever that may be, help people find me. And it's not up to just pastor. It's not up to just our pastor. That's why he's called all of us to the Tree of Life Church. Because he's not saying, I've given you a great pastor who preaches great messages. The fact is, he or anybody else could come in here and preach the greatest message ever heard. But if somebody has not told somebody to come, then it means nothing because they're not going to hear it. What does the greatest message mean if it's not heard? We can stay here and, and live it and, and, and feed off of it all we want and grow and say, well, I'm just getting fatter and fatter. But if we're not doing anything with what God is giving us, if we're not taking what we're getting here out and saying this is for the world, God, you've called me to be this servant. You've already gone and prepared me a place. So now this life is for you, God. And he's going to bless us. He's going to give you great things. He's going to bless your family. And as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. But the fact is, I'm called to go. I'm called to bring people to him. And I don't know what means or manner that's going to be. It could be just like that lady that day that God says, here they are. What are you going to do with it? It's up to us to say, okay, I'm going to be that. And, not, and I'm not going to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and just let them find their way here. And, and pastor preaches so, so awesome and so great that they're just going to get filled and they're going to get blessed and, and that'll do it. That's not what he's saying to do. He's saying, the king said, servants go out. Go out and get them. Go out and get them. And it's not just that that's our only, that's our only job. God is saying, this is what I'm entrusting you to do. And we may, be, we may think, well, it's just for those that are out there lost. But the fact is, if you're already here and you're already a servant, that is our responsibility. But it's our responsibility, like I said, to, to stay serving him, to stay rooted and grounded in. Look at uh, Matthew 24, 45 through 51. This is the faithful servant and the evil servant. 45 says, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all things good, all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, 
my master is delaying his, this coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God is saying, this is what I'm calling you to do. This is what I'm calling you to do. So many of us get caught up in, in oh, what's the will of God? What's the will of God for me? What, what's, what's God's will for me? What, what am I called to do? What is my anointing to do? I can tell you one of us or all of us, probably all of us, probably even me, I don't know, at some point or another has been sitting out while preaching was going on. While the word of God was coming forth, while, while the praising and worship was going forth, some of us have been in hallways or the basement or a part of the building saying, and a conversation with somebody saying, but what's God's will for me? What, what is God's will? I feel called to do this. I feel anointed to do this. Meanwhile, God is saying, I've told you my will. I, I, I've told you. I, I, if, you're a, if you want to hear good and faithful servant, then that's the will of God. Just go out and, and, and do the, what he told the apostles, the Great Commission. Spread the gospel of God. That is, our, that is the will of God. We don't have to get caught up in worrying about, oh, am I, getting call, am I getting used to do what I'm called for? This isn't what I'm anointed for. I don't feel like I'm called to do this. No, God is saying, okay, I can't trust you then to go out and, and, and find people and bring them to me. I can't trust my servants to go out and bring those people. But you're worried about what, what my will is for you or what your calling or your anointing is. How is God going to trust us? How is God going to trust you with whatever calling or purpose you do feel on your heart? Whatever calling or anointing you do feel is on your heart. If we're not doing the simplest thing, we, we make it deep and we make it, oh, I don't know, this is so, oh, Lord, I've got to get deep and I've got to get in here and I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to find your will for me and I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out, Lord. I, I, I know you've put a calling and a purpose on me and, and I'm going to just dig in and I'm going to, I'm going to weep and I'm going to, I'm going to go to the altar and I'm just going to seek you, God, for it. And he's just saying, I've told you. If you want to hear good and faithful servant, then do what the parables tell us to do. Just go out and say, hey, there's people out there. There's a world. There's a lost, dying world out there waiting to hear this message. And God has put you in the kingdom already. You're already a servant. You're the big brother. All right? You're the big brother. You're the big brother and the little brothers out there. How are, are, we, are we helping and hoping that he comes home? Or are we saying, nope, I've got to figure out what, I want all this. I want all this to the dad. I, I want all this. Or are we saying, I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to be that good and faithful servant. But instead, we spend so much time in agony saying, well, what is it? What is it, God? What is it? What am I supposed to do? Where are you taking me? Where are you calling me to? Meanwhile, there's somebody in, in your path every day. That God is saying, talk to them. That's, your, that's my will right there. The kingdom of God is my will. People. People are the kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. And he's saying, I'm putting people in front of you every day. I don't care if it's in the workplace or where it is. He's saying, I got you. My will is right in front of you. But we're so caught up and blinded by what, what's, my, what's my calling. What's my purpose, God? What's my anointing, God? Take me there. I, I, I'm, I just want to get to that place. I just want to get to that place. Meanwhile, he's saying, all right, when are you going to take what I put right in front of you? When are you going to take that person that is lost, that is in front of you every day, and saying, that's what I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to do that. That's my ministry today. That's my ministry today. I remember at a, at a minister's conference, um, Stan Gleason said, if you're called to be a pastor, you're a pastor long before you ever get the title. And that's what we are. We're just simply called to be these servants that go out. God is stirring the hearts of those people. 
Don't worry about what you see or don't see. Don't worry about if you see, again, the end result of them being baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost. Let God do that. Just throw the seed out. Water. Whatever it is that you can do, you go ahead and do that part and say, Lord, if I get to see it, praise God, amen, I get to see it. But otherwise, please take it. And then, you know what, send somebody else along, somewhere else down the line, and then let them add a little bit to it. Go ahead and let them add a little bit to it. And Lord, when I start focusing on that, when I start focusing on those little things that you put in front of me, then you're going to start trusting me with the bigger things. You want the big things? Take care of the little things. And Tree Life, I'm telling you tonight, that's what he's put on my heart. That's what he's calling Tree of Life to do. All of us are ministers. All of us are pastors. All of us. And it takes each and every one of us to say, I'm going to go ahead and do that each and every day, God. Good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. How am I good? I'm close to you, God. How am I faithful? I'm doing the things. I'm faithful with the things that you give me. I'm faithful with the things you give me. I, we can get better. Amen. We can get better. This is an amazing church, but we have prayer here every day. I know it's tough. People work, but it's from, it's from noon to one, Tuesday through Friday. Men's prayer every Saturday, every Saturday morning. Ladies' prayer every other Tuesday night. Not only that, but if we're here on a Sunday night, are we praying for that first half hour? Sunday morning at 930, are we here praying? Are we being faithful for those things? We're being faithful. We're seeing giving. We've seen a lot of giving, and it's been amazing, and people are getting blessed from it. People are being blessed tremendously from it because those people are being faithful for what God, with what God has given them. They've said, you know what, I'm going to go up. We've seen it time, we, so many times. People come up and leave the money on the altar, and, and whether you're seeing it right now or not, I don't know. But when you're being faithful with those things, those things that God has given you, then God is going to be faithful back. If I'm faithful in prayer, if I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to seek you in prayer, because if we can't pray here, I don't know how much are we, getting, are we praying at home. I, I, I don't know. But those are ways that we can hear good and faithful, good and faithful, good and faithful, because that's what I want to hear. When that time comes, when this is all boiled down and everything is gone and done, Every, every little thing that I thought was a big deal or you thought was a big deal or I got caught up in and I just dwelled on for days and weeks, some of us even years, when that's all boiled down and gone away, at that moment, at that one moment, when you're face-to-face with Jesus and it comes time to hear it, what, 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 what's it going to come down to? Is it going to come down to, yes, I was a good and faithful servant? I was good because I was close to you. I was faithful because I was faithful with the things that you gave me. I was faithful in what you told me to do. Or I was so caught up in the other things that it distracted me. And, and it's not complicated. We do complicate it. But the truth is, it's not. It's not complicated. Being faithful, being good, again, we make it deep, we make it hard, and we make it difficult. But my God, if I'm just close to you, God, if I'm just close to you, Jesus, if I'm just seeking you when I wake up, if I'm just seeking you at every moment saying, Lord, I don't know, I'm going into this meeting, or I'm going into this, this situation, whatever, but God, I'm putting you first. I'm putting you ahead of it. I'm coming to you right now. I'm not listening to that song or that talk radio show or that news show or whatever. I'm getting that out of my mind, the politics that's going on, the division in this country that's going on, everything that somebody's, all this noise, 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 if I can just get it out of my head and say, Lord, I'm just going to focus on what's good. I'm going to focus on what's true. I'm going to focus on what's just. I'm going to focus on your word. I'm going to focus on getting in your presence. I'm going to focus on, on just seeking you and being thankful to you and saying, thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, God. You're good. Your mercies endure forever. Your grace is sufficient. Your mercies are new every day. If I just approach that every day and I just say, Lord, that's where I want to be right now. I just want to be in your presence. And, Lord, i got to go face this situation. i got to go pray for this person, whatever it is. But if I'm doing those things, then I'm being faithful. And I'm getting close to what's good. 
Because I want to hear, well done. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Because all the other stuff is going to be noise. That's why Paul said, don't focus on the temporal things. Focus on the eternal things. Because all this is going away. And we're caught up in the chaos right now. Because that's what this world is. That's what our nation is. That's what we see the minute we turn on the television. The minute we turn on the news station, somebody's going to be on there telling us this is how you should feel. This is why you should be angry at this person. This is why you should be angry at this group. This is why you should support them. Meanwhile, God is saying, wait, hold on a second. What about this? Because if you don't think the separation is happening, you need to look around. If you don't think freedom of speech is, under, is, is coming under persecution, you need to look around and wake up. Because it's happening. I don't know how long we'll be able to stand at a pulpit and speak this way. I have no idea. And, and if you're not deeply rooted, I don't know, are you going to be that tear? And I'm just being honest tonight because the separation is taking place. And God is saying, I need good and faithful servants at this end time. Because this is what I'm calling my people to do. It's not difficult. It's not deep. If you just do that, if you just say, I'm going to do that, Lord. I'm going to do that, what you've called me to do. I'm going to get into that. Then you're going to hear that. Good and faithful servant. But Matthew 7, 21 through 33 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. He who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. But he says, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. When they asked him, how do we pray? He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's his will. That what He didn't say, pray all that, that, that your will to, to whatever ministry or whatever great calling that you want be done, or pray that you know, your desires and your needs. He does say, seek ye first the kingdom. But he said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And I don't want to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. I just want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So I want to be faithful. And I want to be good. And if the musicians would come, we're going to go ahead and close. But we can't get caught up in constantly thinking, what is God's will for me? What is God's will for me? God's will is to bless you. God's will is absolutely to bless us to provide for us. But again, his will is what he told the, the apostles with the Great Commission. Go spread my gospel. The rest will take care of itself. That's the wonderful thing about it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. And it may change. Whatever it is that you think that stuff is, whatever you think that added, those things being added is, God may change it. He, he actually, I'm sure he will change it. Because when I first came back to, to serving God, that's the scripture that I grabbed onto. That's the scripture that I said, I'm just going to grab onto this because it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, and then you'll take care of those things, those concerns, those, those things that I think that I needed, needed. And at that point in time, of course, you're coming out of the world, and, it, and it's carnal things that, that you think that you that you need. Those are the, the things, the, the nice house, the nice cars, the every, everything that we all, we all strive for. And then over months and years, it changed to souls and people and the things of God. I didn't, I didn't make that change because, again, nothing, nothing good is in my flesh. It all came from being close to God. And saying, God, I want the things of you. I want to be close to you. And then he starts to stir the heart and say, okay, this is my heart now. Now you're seeking my heart. And when you start doing that, now you're seeking my kingdom. And when you're seeking my kingdom, you're seeking people. 
because that's what I've called away. So just like the people at that wedding feast, when the king said, go out and get them, and some people are saying, I don't want it. I want to go to my, take care of my farm and, and take care of my house and take care of my job. Okay. If we've done our part and gone out and said, I'm the servant, I went out just like the king asked me to do, then you've done our, then we've done our part. We were a faithful servant to do that. And then he's going to send us out again. And he's going to say, go ahead. Go try to reach those people again because there are people that are dying. There are people that are backsliding. There are people that are struggling right now in this building. If you don't think it's important, if you think it's just, well, again, let's get a man and let pastor do it, every one of us has to minister because there is somebody that may come in here at any given night, any given service, that is at the very end of everything that they can handle and are saying, this is, my, this is it, Lord. Somehow God has stirred and put in their heart to say, give me a chance. God is saying, give me a chance. Go, go to this church, this Tree of Life church that you heard about, that you drove by, that you somehow found, whatever it is. We hear the testimonies all the time. I didn't know. I just was driving by, and I felt like I needed to come in there. And they show up, and they come in. We don't know how many people are coming in here that are at the very end saying, I can't take it anymore, ready to take their own life ready to walk away from a marriage, ready to walk away from a family, ready to do whatever it is, give back into that drug, give back into that alcohol, whatever it may be, they're coming in here. And if we think, well, this is just church as usual for me, then we're coming for the wrong reasons. and, And again, I don't care if you've been here for 30 or 40 years. If you have been and this becomes just routine, you need to wake up. You need to wake up because God is saying, I'm bringing them just like that lady that crossed my path. I'm bringing them. Can we stand? We have to understand this is what it is to see, to hear good and faithful servant. To hear those words. It's going to take a complete commitment from us to say, I'm going to be good. And the only way to be good is to be in you, God. I'm going to be faithful, and the only way to be faithful is to do the things that you've told me to do. Can we just seek him for a minute? Yeah. 